this morning. <clears throat> Thank you so much for the worship team for leading us in the presence of God. I don't want to break the flow of what's happening. Um, I think we're going to take the next step today. If you're a guest here today, welcome to Eastgate Church. So glad that you're here with us today. You're no longer a guest. You're a family. You guys joining online. Thank you so much for joining us online. Hit that like and share button so we can reach as many people as possible with the message today. God is doing some stuff in our church. We're in week three now of a series called All In. Coming out of a season of prayer and fasting, just sitting before the Lord, asking Him to speak to us individually and speak to us as a church on what He would have us do next. Yeah. And now we're talking about what we can do to go all in for the kingdom of God, to reach as many people as we possibly can. Listen, you do realize this is not a gimmick series. Yeah. You do realize this is not just some kind of sales pitch put together cleverly to try to move people's hearts to move towards a goal. We have sat before the Lord and listened to His voice, and He's giving marching orders to us as a church. God's doing something special. He's doing something powerful, and I love it. Wouldn't it be awesome if what we're seeing happen in our services just becomes the norm? Amen. Wouldn't it be awesome if we saw the power of God continue to increase, continue to move in a mighty way? Wouldn't it be awesome for us to be walking around at the mall and our shadow drops on somebody that needs healing, like in the book of Acts, and people are healed? Well, Pastor Josh, that sounds kind of like a fairy tale, right? No, it's either real or it's not. It's either real or it's not. We are either the New Testament church of Jesus Christ or we're not. We're either all in for him or we're not. And I don't know about you, but I've wasted enough years of my life in the past. I want to take full advantage of every day that I have left in me to reach as many people as possible for the kingdom of God. I don't want anything to hinder. Hallelujah. I don't want anything to hold back. My God, I feel the presence of our Father in this place. Mm -mm -mm. Let's get into this. <sighs> Father, speak to us. Not out of what I have prepared. Lord, speak to us from your spirit today. Let your word produce the fruit it was intended to produce in us and in this church. Father, you've brought us together for such a time as this. The world is burning around us. They desperately need the Savior that we have. Lord, continue to increase our territory. Continue to open doors. Continue to move in us to prepare us to be who you called us to be. Somebody out there is counting on us. Lord, let us be the church that stands up like Isaiah said. What we say, here we are. Lord, send us. Send us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 12. If you got your tablets or devices, the block of scripture the Lord gave me today. I'm just going to jump around with what I've got on the notes, CJ. So 
be prepared uh, for me to move kind of fast through some of this stuff. I think the bulk of what the Lord had laid on my heart to share, He's already <laughs> been doing with His Spirit this morning. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't want it any other way. So God is speaking to this guy named Abram, who He picked out of all the people in the world to do something powerful with. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, he, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Lot went with him. Abram, check this out, was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. 75 years old. Listen to me. If you are a little up in years, let me tell you that means absolutely nothing in the kingdom of God. He can do something powerful through you in the early years and the late years. Don't you ever let the devil lie to you and tell you that it's time to go out to pasture. I'm telling you, you are full of knowledge. You are full of wisdom. You are full of experience. You carry an, a, a mature anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life. And there is a generation coming up behind you you that desperately needs to see someone model that and live that. I charge you in the name of Jesus not to tap out and put on cruise control. Be the example to the next generation. God can always do something in you and through you. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the age is. So the Lord said to Abram, go from your country. I love when God starts to talk to Abram here. He uses an action word. He says, go. 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 You know, the kingdom of God is all about movement. And when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he told them to go into the world and make disciples of all the nations. When you look at this universe that we're in right now, it's in constant motion. We're on a planet that's spinning around in a rotation that's in an orbit around a sun in a, in a solar system full of planets and orbits in motion, galaxies and clusters of galaxies and galactic neighborhoods filling up this universe in motion, never stopping. Scientists will even tell you now they believe that the universe itself is moving while everything within it is moving. God is key on motion. He's key on action. When Jesus called the disciples, he didn't go to somebody sitting on the side of the lake with nothing to do. He called fishermen that were busy working. He went to tax collectors that were on the jobs. He went to doctors that were doing something. Listen, when God gets ready to do something, he looks for people of action. He looks for people that are willing to stand up and go. He doesn't look for somebody who's just content with being spiritually complacent. I can't think of one complacent person who's done anything in history of note for the kingdom of God. But you show me somebody that has a heart that says whatever I got God you can use it I might not have much but I know that little is much in the hands of God I give you everything that I have he's looking for people that are willing to make a move that are willing to make a move so don't even go from your country and God starts to do something with Abram that you'll find he'll do in your own life as you step out and give him an opportunity to do something in and through you 
He says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household. Uh, God was taking him out of his comfort zone. Anytime you come to the place in your walk with God where you say, Lord, here I am. I'm all in for you. I can guarantee you the first thing that's going to disappear in your life is going to be that comfort zone yep. that you've been camped out in. Yep. So he said, I want you to pack up. I want you to leave your country, everything that's familiar. I want you to leave your people in your father's household, everything that's comfortable for you the protection and security that you come to depend on. I'm moving you out into something new. I wonder if there's anybody in here this morning that could say God is moving me out into something new in my walk with Him and my call on my life. I think God's speaking to us as a church today. So God was taking him out of his comfort zone. Then he says, start walking. And I want you to go to the land that I will show you. God challenged him to step out in faith. Yeah. Just start walking. You ever been in a season like that with God where he said, just start walking? Where am I going? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yes. Just start yeah, walking. Absolutely. Just start walking. What do you mean? Just start walking. One step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. Man, I don't know about you, but I'd like to know the whole plan at once. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? I'll start walking. Um, you got a little spiritual compass or something, like a little GPS to tell me exactly where we're going. No, just one step at a time. That's where he keeps us. He keeps us in a place where we're not comfortable, where we have to rely on him. Because if he doesn't show us the next step, we're not going to know where to go. He tells him, step out in faith and trust me. You will never be able to do anything for the kingdom of God if you don't learn how to operate in faith and trusting Him. Yes. See, the enemy wants to keep us focused on the troubles of our life. Yeah. He wants to keep us focused on the situations that we find ourselves in. He wants to keep us trapped in the prison of financial pressure. Yeah. He wants to keep us trapped in the, in, in the prison of my job is unstable. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. He wants to keep us worrying about the things that we cannot control. But God wants us to put me in a place where we have very little control over everything or anything in our lives to be dependent on Him. See, the devil wants to keep us caught up in a prison of worry. But God wants to see us be set free by taking steps of faith to trust Him. Because when you're stepping in faith and trusting Him, it doesn't matter if the world is burning down around you. You have your eyes fixed and focused on the God that you know will work it all out in the end. Who will provide. Who will heal. Who will restore. Who has never failed to keep His Word not one time. God wants us to step out in faith. Yes. wants us to step out in faith. I'll take faith over the facts any day of the week. Yes. Man, you come to me with your facts. That's fine. Your facts look great on a piece of paper. I'm going to trust what my God said. Yes. See, the facts will say you're looking at the Red Sea with nowhere to go with Pharaoh's army coming behind you. But faith says stand still and see the power of God split the Red Sea. You understand what I'm saying? The facts
facts say you have cancer. The facts say you're broke. The facts say you're going to lose your job. The car's broken down. That's okay. Show me the facts. I'll show you the faith I have in my God because my God heals. My God restores. My God will open up the doors. My God will always do what he said he would do without fail. And when you begin to step out and trust him at that level, it doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. You're like that house that's built on the rock, and you are unshakable in your faith in him. Now, when you get to that place, now you've got something going on where God can use you. So, so God said, listen, I'm going to put you in a place where you've got to step out in faith. And then God shows him something that is amazing to me. He says, your job is to be obedient. My job is to fulfill the promise. Boy, that just takes a lot of weight off the shoulders, doesn't it? All we have to do is be obedient. Look at what he says to Abram here. He says, if you will, go from your country, leave your father's household, and just start walking to the land. I'll show you. Here's what I'll do. Notice who he says will do this. He says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. He says, I will do all of this and fulfill the promise that I'm giving to you right now. And then he says, once I've done my part, your part is to be a blessing to those in the world. Amazing. Amazing. It is all on him. It's our job to be obedient. It's his job to fulfill the promise. Every time. His job to fulfill the promise. Every year we get together about this time of the year after praying and fasting and we sit down and consider what we know the Lord is speaking to us about the year upcoming for the ministries of the church. And I know he's speaking to you individually too about what he's calling you to do personally this year. I believe this is going to be a year where we have seen personal growth like never before. I believe this is a year where we're going to be closer to God like never before. And I think that as a fruit of that, we're going to see God move powerfully through this church like never before. Yeah. His promise, our job is to be obedient. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to be obedient to the Lord today? Are you willing to be obedient to what he's speaking to you personally today? If you do that, then the rest is on him. I think we wear ourselves out too much. We stress ourselves out too much, trying to do too much on our own. We need to focus on being obedient and let God do the heavy lifting. We need to step out in faith and let the facts just drop to the side while we watch God move mountains and drop giants. I think this year, we could be looking at the most powerful and productive year of ministry we have ever seen yes. in this church and through this church. And it's not because of a plan and it's not because of an idea. It's because of a group of people with a like mind and a like heart getting in unity with the Spirit of God and stepping out into what He is calling us to do. Now, if we do that, I'm telling you right now, we're going to see God do amazing things this year. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We're going to see Him do some amazing stuff this year. I want to quickly walk through with you some of the things that feeling like the Lord is 
speaking to us that we're going to see this year. Some of it he's already begun to put into place for us, and I love it when he does that. He's a God that does the miraculous. Yes. How many of you were here last week when we celebrated all the amazing things that God was able to do last year? I'm telling you, it's funny, because last year we got together and had the same discussion that we're having this year, and just said, what if, what if, what if we trusted God to keep His Word? What if we decided we were going to be in tune with Him? What if we just stepped out and watched Him do something amazing, and He did? And he did. Yes. I believe this year God's taking us further. Not because it's hype. Not because that's more exciting. I think God's going to do a lot of work in us. But the fruit of that is going to be impacted and changed lives around us. Yeah. Doesn't that get you excited? Yeah, right. Man, let me talk to you about some of the things that God is doing and some of the doors that he's opening. I'm going to talk about three areas quickly. Um, and uh, we'll just see how the Lord leads us. I'm, I'm all over the place this morning, and it's, it's all good. It is all good. Y'all feel this? Y'all yeah. feel the presence of God in this place? So excited about this. So let's talk about marketing and digital outreach. Marketing and digital. Well, that doesn't sound spiritual at all, Pastor Josh. Woo, marketing. Woo-hoo. Wait. Just wait. Wait, the, the, the number one problem we've been running into as a church is that when we go out into the city and we say, hey, why don't you come to Eastgate Church? They go, what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Where are y'all? Never heard of it. Now, what's cool is with um, the platform that the Lord is giving us uh, through different media avenues and through outreaches that we've done last year, now when we go out into the community and say Eastgate Church, a lot of times we're hearing, oh, y'all are the ones that did that fall thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my kids and my family had a blast there, you know, or I came to the Christmas service there. And I'd, now we're, we're getting more recognition out there, which is great. That's great. That means we're reaching people and building relationships with them in the, in the neighborhood and in the community. That's what it's all about. But God is doing some amazing stuff. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about a Google scholarship. Google scholarship um, that we have received as a church. So excited about this. What does this mean, Pastor Josh? All right. So in advertising and reaching people and letting them know about the church or trying to connect them to a sermon series, you know, most people are always on their phone or a tablet or they're online. And so if you're going to reach most of the people practically, you've got to reach them where they are. Google has a scholarship available for nonprofits and churches where if you get qualified for it and get approved for it, uh, they will give you $10,000 a month in free advertising. Amen. We got that. That is awesome. What does that mean, Pastor Josh? That means a lot of people online are going to start seeing stuff about Eastgate Church. Why? Because we want them not to promote. We don't want to promote Eastgate necessarily, but we want to reach people where they are so we can give them Jesus. That's $120,000 a year in free advertising, ladies and gents. That's the favor of God right there. Now, let me tell you something else we know is going to be happening this year, and I'll tie this all together for you. Um, 104.5, my city, um, our friend there at the radio station, Corey Condry, I love this guy. Um, he came to me earlier in the year, and he said, hey, Pastor Josh, we want to work with four churches in the area. We don't want to just work with any church. We want to work with churches that are busy trying to do things in their community 
so that we can help advance the kingdom of God. I said, what do you have in mind? He said, this is what we want to do. We want to give you the radio station. Well, I don't know if I want the radio station. He goes, no, here's what I mean. He goes, we want to give you, we want to set you guys up to be able to reach people through the radio station. What does that mean? He said, this is what we want to do. If you guys will give us $5,000, we will give you $108,000 in advertising time on the radio station. Yeah. I said, "Woo! that sounds amazing. I said, when, when do you want to do that? And he goes, oh, gotta, we got to have the money in in 90 days. And I was like, we can't do that. We just spent a fortune on Christmas here at the church. And I don't want to overextend us. And this is what he said. He says, Pastor Josh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the 90 days. He says, if you can have it all paid by the end of the year, the deal is still good and we'll just extend it until it's paid for because we believe in Eastgate Church. We believe in what God is doing there and we want to help you guys reach people in the community. Now that's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. So, <clears throat> I love that. So, so we have $120,000 from Google. We got $108,000 from the radio station. Who can do really good math? What is that added together? 100 what? $228,000. $228, Listen, of advertising and marketing presence awesome. Amen. for $5,000. Amen. $5,000. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm hoping you guys are trying to catch it. Something cool that goes along with this, like our, our sermons get played on the radio station. So we're going out here in, in the Douglas County area um, in Macon, Savannah. The message is going out. You know, you've heard me say this over the last few weeks. Literally, I mean, it's not too big of a stretch to say a potential listening audience of a couple of million people that we can reach potentially through the radio. That's just amazing to me. Every event that we do will be marketed on the station and on Google. It's all going to be an amazing thing and here's something cool going on with 104.5 my city they um, they have a property pretty close by to the church uh, 200 acres with several ponds on it lots of trails plenty of places for camping and events okay uh, they're going to turn it into a place where you can do horseback rides you can do ATV rides you can eat at the restaurant that they're gonna have there on the property you guys like to shoot they're gonna have some skeet shooting set up out there they're gonna turn it into a pretty cool event place as a partnership with them we get full access to all of that stuff as a church to use whenever we need to for ministry for free how awesome is that? That's just amazing. They've got buses, buses on the property that are just sitting there waiting for us to put people in them and bring them to church. He said we could have access to those buses for ministry events, sending kids to youth camp, all right, bringing people to church that don't have transportation. God is giving us favor and opening up the doors through this stuff. I love it. Um, something else that's happened that's really cool is we've gotten a scholarship from Church Marketing University. You know, when God starts dropping favor like this in a certain area, you pay attention to it. Yeah. So what does that mean? I mean, this, this is this group that wants to come alongside us and help us be more effective in marketing the ministries of the church so we can reach our community at a whole nother level. And so we're going to give you a scholarship for it. It's going to cost you next to nothing. 
we just felt like we wanted to do this to connect with you and help Eastgate Church reach the community around it. I think that's amazing. Um, now, here's what's cool is that all of this stuff now, um, all, all of the, the Google ads, all the advertisement, all of the, all the marketing stuff we're going to be doing on social media, all of that stuff is going to land on two main focuses of ministry. All the ads are going to lead back to an opportunity for us to pray with them and for them to plan a visit to the church. Okay? It's going to turn into a huge outreach opportunity for us. Eastgate Church, I'm telling you, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're seeing the trend here. Um, all that marketing, all that advertising to reach the community while we are inviting our, like ourselves and inviting people to come in, God is giving us a platform that we've never had before to reach and connect with our community like never before so we can bring them into the ministries of the church and the outreaches that we have going on. That's amazing to me. Um, speaking of outreaches, the second thing I want to talk to you about is community outreach. So we know the, the marketing and the digital outreach is going to be happening, and it's amazing. Um, we know that community outreach, we want to see it, I mean, go through the roof. Last year we had the most effective um, outreaches as a church I think we've had in, I don't know, recent history. That's not an overstatement. We just swung for the fence last year and watched God do amazing things. Uh, and, and this year, we want to swing for the fence again. So we want to do all of the large outreaches that we're used to seeing around here. We want to do the back-to-school bash. I'm excited about that, giving book bags and supplies to students in the area that need it. Um, we want to do a Fall Fest again. I think that's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Why not have a few thousand people from the community show up on campus so we can love on them, you know? So all those big things we're going to see happen again, and I think with the marketing and the advertising that we now have access to, we're going to see those events and outreaches grow. Uh, we want to get more involved in community events this year. Yeah. If there's a festival or an event happening in Douglas County, we want to be there. We want to be there. We want to have a presence. We want to be there to, to give free stuff away to the kids. And while the kids are getting their faces painted at these events and getting all this free stuff, we want to be able to talk to the parents and connect with them and invite them to church, maybe pray with them on the spot and see what God does. Just doing the local community events, you're going to hear more about this as the year goes on. Just in doing that, I think we're going to almost triple the outreaches that we've done as a church if we're able to just follow through and make it happen. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Now, along with that, um, so large outreaches, community events, we're going to be in the midst of all of that stuff. Um, serving, serve type outreaches. Um, where, what does that look like? Well, here's one thing it could look like, where we go through a neighborhood one week, and we just uh, go out and, and knock on doors. Hopefully we won't get shot, but we'll go out there and, and, and try to connect with people in, in the neighborhood, and we'll just leave something on the, the mailbox or somewhere on the property that says, hey, we're from Eastgate Church. We're coming through next week. We'd love to do something to serve you. We want to cut your grass. We want to do some chores around the house. We want to rake some leaves. We want to just do something practical to help you out. We'll let them sign up for us to come through and do that stuff. We'll organize and go out the next week and just serve our community 
and show them what the love of God looks like yeah. in a practical way. Amen. That's awesome, huh? So I love that. Um, and, and then um, this is big, food ministry. We are praying and we really feel like we're going to launch at some point this year a food ministry out of the church. Probably start it once a month, um, trying to give food and supplies to our goal would be somewhere between 150 to 200 families once a month to start with and just see where the Lord grows it. So I went around and started talking to local outreaches in the area that do this, food ministries, just to see what they do, how they do it, and to see if there's a potential there for us to network with them. Because what you want ideally is something that does not require you to have to dedicate a large amount of space for storage. Okay. Um, storage space is big. You don't have to worry about storing food and supplies, stuff like that. Um, so you don't want to have to worry about a lot of cost in going to pick stuff up. How do you go pick stuff up? How many trucks do you need? Do you have to get a box truck? Expenses like that to network and bring all this stuff in so we can feed that amount of people. And so we started talking. And uh, I, I talked to one guy who's local in Douglasville who's connected with the Atlanta Food Bank. And uh, he said, listen, we've been talking about setting up a mobile food pantry in your area because there's nothing out there. Like everything seems to stop around Bright Star Road and there's nothing available on this side of town for people. He says, we have people coming from Noonan to Douglasville to get supplies because we're better stocked here. We have people driving from Alabama to Douglasville to get food supplies because there's not much in between. And so we've been looking at strategically putting a mobile food pantry in your area and here you are talking to me about wanting to network with it. Here's what God did. <clears throat> he gave us favor. This group's going to work with us. We don't have to store a thing. We don't have to go pick up anything. They're going to bring it to us. Amen. Set it up over here. All we have to do all we have to do is have the people there to work the outreach, give out the food, to pray with people when they come in, and show them the love of Jesus. How awesome is that? God is setting us up for some amazing stuff this year. All these things, though, require a lot of work. And so one of the... Um, not hesitations, but one of the things that's caused us to pace ourselves as a church on some of these things is you don't want to burn people out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do this stuff 24-7, 365, and never reach all the people. So it takes someone dedicated to the specific area of ministry. So we needed someone to oversee community outreach for us as a church. So we've been praying, and God started speaking to somebody in Texas. God started stirring his heart and laying on his heart to make the move from Texas to sell his house, to hop in a car with a few bags, move from Texas to Douglasville, yeah. to be a part of what's happening here at Eastgate Church, yeah. to step into this position as the community outreach director for the church. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here and I'm excited to tell you that Mr. Roy Garman is going to step into that role and help us out. Roy, why don't you come up here? <clears throat> Come on over here, man. 
this dude is awesome. Yeah. This guy has a way of disarming people like yeah. very few people I have ever seen. He can walk up to a stranger and walk away having a best friend. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, he talks about Texas too much, though. <laughs> so we're still working on whether or not that the cowgirls are a legitimate football team. But, but we're getting there. I have no mic to defend myself, by the way. Exactly. You're at my mercy. <laughs> so Roy's an awesome guy with an awesome heart. And what I wanted to do is just take a moment and just go ahead and publicly install him into this office of ministry, turn him loose to see what God can do in and through him as he leads our church in this area of ministry for the year. Roy, what I like to do with leaders here at the church is we, we like to do some symbolic things from time to time, and I'll show you this, and then I'll show it to everyone here. So in this little box, I don't know if you guys can see this or not, there is a nail and there is a compass. Symbolic in two ways. One, as you step into leadership, especially in the kingdom of God, bro. You got to die to yourself. And you got to crucify that flesh. It's not about you. It's about the people that you lead and about the God that you serve. So I challenge you in the name of Jesus, die to yourself. Put him first. Lead by following Jesus' example of being a servant first. And then he'll give you the influence out of a heart to serve others. People mess up too much by pursuing influence. Influence is not the end goal. Servanthood is the end goal in the kingdom of God. And he will exalt you and give you favor in his own due time got to have a servant's heart. There's a compass in here because as a leader, it's your responsibility to hear from God and then chart the course for everyone else. I challenge you in the name of Jesus to hear from God. Not a good idea. Not even a great idea. Not what you would have desired to do, but to hear from God and then plot the course based on his marching orders. If you'll do that, God will use you to lead this church into a level of community impact that we have not seen to this day. <clears throat> Love you, dude. I'll give you this. Let's all let's all stretch our hands towards Roy. I want to pray over him. Let's pray over him as a church. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just lift Roy up to you. God, I thank you for this mantle of responsibility and calling that you have placed on him. All we're doing is just recognizing publicly what you've already been doing in and through him. Father, thank you for sending him to us. Lord, thank you for the giftings, for the talents, for the skills that you put inside of him. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask that you speak to him, 
concerning where you would lead us, what you would have us do in this community. Lord, that you bless the efforts of this ministry as it's launched from this church. Lord, we want to take new ground. We want to snatch souls out of hell. We want to see families restored. We want to see souls saved. And we want to see you exalted and lifted up. In the name of Jesus, I commission you to this ministry and this church. Answer the call. Give your whole heart to it and watch what the Lord does in and through you. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Let's God praise in the house. Love you, man. Thank you, buddy. Gratitude. I love this. God's doing a lot in the church. The last thing I want to talk to you about briefly is something the Lord has laid on my heart called Lead 23. <clears throat> Lead 23. God has a big calling on this church. It goes beyond what we do on a Sunday morning. It goes beyond what we do on a weekly basis. God is preparing us for an opportunity that we've had now for over a year. Pastor Kelly and I have been part of a mentoring group called 415 Leaders. And the heart behind it is that you create a place <clears throat> for pastors you have a pastor. Amen. For churches to have the covering of a church as they're planted, as they're being revitalized, because you would be surprised how many times pastors are out there on an island by themselves. So the heart of this, not really a network, but this growing family of churches dedicated to seeing the kingdom of God advance as we pour into pastors and churches to see them do what God has called them to do. Um, it, it's amazing to see what he's already done in and through it. Pastor Kelly and I are on our second year of training in this program, and when we finish it, here's what's going to happen. Eastgate Church is now going to be in a position to do what has been, been done for us. We're going to be able to come alongside pastors and pastor them. We're going to be able to come alongside church plants and help them thrive for the kingdom of God. We're going to be able to build a network of churches under our spiritual covering that will impact, listen, not just Georgia, but the nation. It'll start with four, and then it'll grow to as many as we can oversee and help along the way. Now, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. In order for that to happen, and in order for us to, to continue to expand the ministries of the church, there has to be a new group of leadership rising up in the church. This is where Lead 23 comes into play. This is going to be for people who are called into ministry. This is going to be for people wanting to grow as leaders. So you don't necessarily have to have a call to full-time ministry on your life. But if you do, this is for you. If you want to grow as a leader and increase your skill set and become everything that God has called you to be, I'm telling you right now, I will pour my heart and my soul into you to see you become everything that God has created you to be. I will connect you to the leaders that I'm connected to. The, I'm talking about the top 5% in effective leaders in the church in this country. You'll get access to them to help you grow and mature and be who God called you to be. Why? Because we want to increase 
the leadership foundation in this church so that when the time comes for us to step into larger things, we have the foundation set and ready and the structure in place so that we don't have to miss a beat in doing what God has called us to do. Now you're going to hear more about community outreaches that we have going on. Roy's going to set up a vision meeting to just go over that. If you feel called to be a part of outreach in the community, to cut grass even, to use your handyman skills, to bless single moms and widows or veterans that are disabled and can't do it themselves, talk to Roy and be a part of his team and let him set you up. And it's a whole other area of ministry we get to step into as a church. Lead 23, listen, if you are sitting in a seat or you're watching online right now and you know what I'm talking about here, there is something inside of you that will not go away. You work your job, but you, you just want to get away from it so you can do what you're created to do. You desire for more, and the status quo drives you insane. You want to see the bar of excellence raised in every organization that you're a part of, and you want to see the church become more effective. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You need to strongly consider and pray about being a part of Lee 23. Now, you're going to hear more about this in the upcoming weeks. We're going to set up the time for the training. Listen, it's going to be intensive. It's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy because when God called you to a place where you're growing, he takes you out of that comfort zone. You're going to step out of that comfort zone, but you're going to step into a season of growth like you've never had before. And you're going to see your skill sets and your gifts be honed so you can be more effective for the kingdom of God. So more news coming on that. Now, based on the marketing opportunities that we have, based on the community outreach that we're just dialing it up on this year, and based on us being able to see a new generation of leaders grown and put into a ministry in the church, does this sound like an exciting vision, at least for the first part of this year? Man, I can't wait. Now, this is, this is on top of everything else that the Lord is doing in this church. We're just adding to it. And just like we did last year, we're going to step out into this, and we're going to see the other doors of opportunity that the Lord will open along the way. Obedience today leads to a powerful move of God tomorrow. Amen. Let's move in step. Amen? Now, with this, with this, whether you're a part of LEAD 23 or you, you jump in the outreachers or not, with this collectively means that we as a church have got to continue to move forward into what God is calling us into. It's practical. It's practical. One plus one always equals two. If we're going to do more, we have to find a way to, to have people in places of ministry to help with the more so that the people who are already involved don't work themselves to death. So this is going to be a season of us going all in and stepping into new areas of ministry in the church. Some of you who have been faithful in attending, I believe the Lord is going to begin to speak to you about places to become involved in the church. And you're going to see opportunities for that in the weeks to come. Not only will we need more people involved, we're going to need, listen, all this stuff is awesome, but it's, you got to be able to pay for it. Amen? Amen. Now, I praise God we have a generous church. We have an incredibly generous church. But as we're taking steps to go all in 
with our calling and all in and being involved. We've got to go all in financially too and with our generosity as a church. Otherwise, this is all talk. It doesn't matter if you have a brand new Maserati in the driveway. If you don't have gas to put in the tank, it ain't going anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? So Terry, if you will, um, let's have the ushers go ahead and pass out these cards. I gave them to you last week and I told you we would come back to this this week. This is not original to us. It's just something called a giving ladder. I've noticed that in church world, we give permission for people to grow in their faith in just about every area except for finances. And so what we want to do is give people some stepping stones towards giving in the church. You may be here this morning and you be what we would call a potential giver, which means that You've enjoyed the ministries of the church. God is moving in your life, and, and you're here, but you have yet to start financially contributing to what God is doing in the church, and you have yet to step out in obedience to what God has called us to do financially. What I would challenge you to do is take a step. This whole season of our church is about taking steps, taking steps to trust the Lord deeper, taking steps to grow in our faith, taking steps to become more of who he's called us to be, taking steps to become more involved. This is taking a step financially. I'd ask you to take a step, if you're not giving currently, to become what we would call an emerging giver, where you begin to give to the church. Some of us have enjoyed a lot of free ministry. Not that you charge for ministry, but it's time for us to step up, to sow into this ministry so we can create a place for more people to receive the ministry. Amen? So it's not about us, it's about us preparing the way for those that are coming behind us. And this is what this is about. Maybe you've casually been giving, and what I would do is I would encourage you and challenge you to take a step and become a consistent giver, where you're giving a, a weekly or monthly amount. You know, maybe you feel like you're not at the place where you, should, you could begin to tithe right now, but you want to take a step towards that while you might be fixing things in your budget to allow you to be able to faithfully tithe to the Lord. So becoming a consistent giver gives you the opportunity to do that. Um, if you're giving consistently but not giving the full tithe to the Lord, I would challenge you with all of my heart and encourage you to begin tithing and giving to the Lord on that level. That's where the fun starts. That's where the blessing is unlocked in your life. That's where he begins to rebuke the devourer on your behalf. That's where, that's where that supernatural financial plan begins to kick in. And I'm telling you, if you've never trusted the Lord on that level, I challenge you to do that and trust him and watch how faithful he is. And maybe you're like me, where tithing is just a commonplace thing for you. It's just automatic. Like Kelly and I are going to tithe. It doesn't matter what breaks down. It doesn't matter what's happening in life. We are always going to put God first because we've seen him be too faithful through the years. So I'd rather participate by his plan. Maybe tithing is, is just kind of the base and you're ready to take another step towards becoming what's called an extravagant giver where you, you give above and beyond the tithe and offerings and alms and sacrificial uh, giving. Or, or maybe you want to move from 10% to the Lord to something like 12 percent or 13 percent to take another step out these are just examples this is what we ask 
Last year, or last week rather, I asked you to take the week to pray, to hear from the Lord, and just take the step that He's prompting you to take. And that's all we want you to do. Here's what I know, if we're all obedient to Him, then the vision is provided for. We're obedient, it's His job to fulfill the promise. Amen? So, I want to take a second and pray over you in case you haven't had an opportunity yet to decide. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I want to kind of cement this for us as a church and going all in. What does it mean for you? Now, some people ask me, well, Pastor Josh, you're always asking us to give and volunteer and do this stuff. What are you doing as a pastor? And I can tell you, I'm not going to be the guy to ever say, let's go take the hill and then sit in the back and watch everybody else go. I'm going to lead by example because that's the way you should lead. Okay? And, and above all that, I want to please God. You know, I want to please God. And Kelly and I have been praying. And just so you know, I'll be transparent and I'll share with you. Um, we have been praying and we feel like the Lord would have us to continue to do what we did last year. Last year we said we're going to move past tithing to begin to give 20% of what the Lord brings into us back into the kingdom of God. <clears throat> we're going to continue to do that this year. Amen. Okay, Amen. we're going to have skin in the game. <clears throat> Why? Because there are people that desperately need Jesus. That's why. It's not about us. It's about who we reach for the kingdom of God. It's about being obedient. Now, I don't want you to put down a number or a goal that sounds good to you. Because if we do what we feel comfortable with doing, then it's on us to keep what we commit to. But if we listen to the Lord and we do what He says, then it's His responsibility then to bring in the provision to supply for what He has called us to be generous in. See how that works? So I'd rather lend at His feet any day of the week. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray over you. And then one row at a time, I'm going to have everyone come up and lay your cards down here on the stage. Now, whether you've whether you have filled one out or not, I still want you to come up and throw one down on the stage. We don't do pledges here. We don't do the telethon thing. We ask people to pray, listen to the Lord, and take the step that they feel like the Lord is leading them to take. Whether it's beginning to give, upping the giving, beginning to tithe, or to step into that faith level extravagant kind of giving. Listen to the Lord and do what He says. And he'll provide for the vision as the year goes on. Amen. Now, if you put something on the card and life happens and you don't have the money, listen, it's pressure free. Nobody's calling you. You're not going to get a letter. I'm not going to show up and say, you promised before the Lord, and I'm not going to do any of that. All right? You do what you can do as the Lord empowers you to do it through your obedience. Let me pray over you. Father. In the name of Jesus, I just ask that you speak to us. That you speak to us specifically about what you would have us to do in this step. There are other steps that we're taking this year. This is just one of them. Father, I pray that we all listen to you and that we do what you say. For some of us, this could unlock a window of blessing that you desire to pour out. For some of us, 
Lord, this is, this is about a lordship issue that needs to be settled as we put you first in our finances. You said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our checkbook tells us what's important to us. Father, I ask you to speak to us. We'll listen to you. We'll do what you say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand this morning.